Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Anime Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, alongside my other host, Lance. As always, we have an adult beverage of choice, and because I have a bunch of journeymans, I'm drinking a journeyman silver cross and chasing that down with a summer shanty. What about you, Lance? Today, I will be drinking something a little differently. I wandered into one of our local grocery stores, and they were sampling out this this really strange whiskey, and it's called Schmalo Toasted Marshmallow Bourbon, made by Hotel Tango, and... When we went to go get a sample, they gave us a little uh, recipe sheet. And I, according to this recipe, I just threw in some lemon and some maple syrup, right? It's yeah. a maple syrup. And, you know, just mix that together. And it's actually pretty good. I know I let you try it. You didn't care for it. <laughs> no, I this, not for me. No, I, it's totally fine. It's something different. You know, this is kind of like one of your craft drinks. Uh, it's a quick, quick drink. It's okay. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bash it. I'm also probably not going to be the one to order it at a bar or anything like that, but it's, it's decent. And then I'm also chasing this back with a uh, line Google summer shandy. Yeah. It's getting towards the end of summer. So just got to enjoy it while we can. Granted, I haven't seen it year round now. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see about that one. Right. Lance, you kind of want to let, let everybody know what we're going to be talking about. Yep. Today we are going to be covering Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid season one. And this is a slice of life anime that follows around a normal, boring 25 year old lady named Kobayashi. One day she drunkenly runs into an injured dragon named Toru in the woods and invites her to be her personal maid. Toru is madly in love with Kobayashi and does her best to win her praises from Kobayashi. A couple of other dragons end up joining in on the fun and create a fun dynamic with each relationship. Relationship. This is a series of random ass events where the dragon world and the human world start to mold together and we get to laugh along with them along the way. Yeah, I would 100% go with that one. That's mm-hmm. a good one. And before we get too far, can you give us that Lance's lesson? Today's Lance's Lessons is going to be the Japanese word for maid, and that is Meido. <laughs> nice and simple, Meido, spelled M-E-I-D-O. Meido is obviously fitting for this episode because we're following along a uh, maid, uh, actually a couple of maids that end up popping up, but that's all right. And usually we don't like to choose words that are closely related to American words, you know, made oh made, because, you know, that's kind of cheating. But this one was way too <laughs> obvious. Like, we're, yeah. we're following maids, so. You had to. That's yeah. You were contemplating for a while, and I was just like, just do it. It'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> yeah, so for everyone listening, Mado is going to be super easy to remember because it's basically English. Yep. And then if you want to throw in a bonus, Dragon's basically right there, too. Dragon. There's there's two for you. Perfect. As per our new format, let's just jump into Matt's manga mentions and see and see the potential differences between the manga and the anime. So one of the biggest differences are 
the formatting. So just kind of how the series of events that happens in the manga and in the anime, there's kind of a lot of differences, to be completely honest. Okay. So my suggestion, just read the manga. Read it from the beginning because there's going to be certain things that I'm going to go over that orders don't happen in the same manner. Does it change anything? Not really. But there's certain characters you get introduced to sooner and certain other characters you get introduced to later. The event with Toru's father is like 14 pages. Eight pages, something like that. It's super short. Oh, wow. So they elaborated a whole episode for that. Or basically a whole episode, but this was a short event in the manga? Yeah, basically he comes to the door. He tells Toru to come back. Basically starts bashing her, telling her to go back. Kobayashi intervenes. He does the laser beam thing. Toru gets all super pissed off and blasts him away. And, like, that's it. That's the whole thing. Oh, so essentially, like, the end of the whole thing. Yes, the basically the entire end. Except for it happens in the hallway. Okay. And the so the the hallway into her apartment. And like the whole depressed section in the beginning of the episode doesn't happen because she never goes away. Interesting. You know, I really I enjoyed what the anime did. I, I, I was gonna say this eventually in this episode when we got to this point. Yes. But since you're bringing it up now, like, this was a really good moment in the series because it makes you feel like you lost something that you didn't realize was so good. And they really showed that in the anime for a moment. Yes. And I wish they would have elongated that into, like, the next episode. Like, yeah. if Kobayashi were to, in some way, suffer a little bit longer, I think that would have brought a lot of extra drama that could have been pretty interesting. But you're saying that the manga just made that super quick. Mm-hmm. That's that's almost, it's almost disappointing. Like, I... I liked what the anime did. Now, I'm not saying there won't be something later on, but as far as right now, there was no dramatic moment like that. So Okay, interesting. Yeah. Let's go into some other differences. So, like, um, when Kana and Toru... So, you know that episode where Kana and Toru are playing in that giant field? Yep. Yeah, you know how that happens in, like, episode one or two? Two, I think yeah. it's two. Yep. That doesn't happen until we meet everybody. Like, oh, really? In the it's late. Yeah, it's super late. Interesting. So, like, just stuff like that. Sorry, I completely skipped this. If... You don't want to read from the beginning. Uh, Start on chapter 34. It's not super far. These are all really short chapters. Typically, I think it was 14 to 24 pages for a chapter, which is relatively short right so you don't see the group going school supply shopping for kana like that doesn't happen in the manga uh toru kobayashi and kana are the only ones that go to the beach the fan service episode yeah i laughed so much when i saw the title title, (laughs) these titles in this anime were pretty spot on funny yes the demon succubus chapter happens after Elna confronts Toru, so that happens way later. So, like, Lukua, she's around, but as far as, like, where she's staying and stuff, you have no idea until after Elna appears, which doesn't happen until way later in the the anime. Right, yeah, because Elma doesn't show up until episode 8? Something like that. Yeah, so that's on the second half of the first season. I basically, I want to call Lukua Demon Succubus, because I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. So this is just something that I saw... If you're not paying attention in the anime, you're going to miss it. But Lukua loses her godhood because she tries hooking up with her sister. Oh, yeah. That is definitely not explained. It is, but it's 
like super short, super quick, and Lukua interjects Toru when she's explaining it. Yeah, that's probably why it's 100% missed. So if you aren't paying attention to it, I only knew it because I had read that it happened that way. And so when I heard it, I was like, oh, crap. Okay, there it is. Oh, interesting. Okay, so I've always, from watching, obviously we're covering this because it's in English. So it's easier for everybody to, you know, kind of drive into this kind of stuff. So listening to this in English, I kind of just pushed it off to the side because I assumed that it would be further explained more in depth a little bit later. It never actually does. No. At least as far as season one goes. But I just came to the assumption that someone essentially drugged her and did something. But No, she got super drunk and tried hooking up with her sister. So interesting. (laughs) And that's as far as it goes. It's, It's funny. They only bring it up once or twice okay so i know in the anime they bring it up a handful of times but not in the manga i can i can remember two times for sure and it's always because toru's kind of like accidentally bringing it up but yeah. And they're all super drunk anyway, so it's okay. Right. The hot spring episode does happen in the manga, but it's literally just them in the hot spring and them talking. And that's it. That's the whole episode or the whole chapter. Was that the episode 14 OVA? Yep. Okay. Yep. So the, the Valentine episode? The Valentine episode happens as well in the manga, just basically just as it is read. Oh, interesting. Okay, so if it's in the manga, then it's basically going to be canon. But yeah, it's, it is. As far as like Crunchyroll is concerned... Only episodes 1 through 13 were English dubbed. Yep. And then episode 14 in the English was skipped for whatever reason. Like, it was dubbed in other languages, <laughs> which annoys me. Why would they do that? Like, it's so crazy that they would do that. Skip English being one of the more popular languages in the world, but whatever. But it's the and, weird part is that they did 13 and then the 14th one, they're like, yeah, you know what? We won't do English on this one. Exactly. Why would you just skip that one specifically? Yeah. Okay, so maybe it's not officially an OVA then. No, I wouldn't call it an OVA. It's just a non-dubbed episode, I guess. Right. I mean, this is a slice of life. Every episode is borderline OVA. Valid. <laughs> I, you can you could call it that. At least this has more of a story, unlike Slime. Yeah. So that's there is that. Yeah, things do build upon each other slowly. I yes, I will give you that one. So the sports. Sports festival event Mm -hmm. isn't a sports festival. It's like a parent's day in the manga. Okay. And Kobayashi is asked by Kana if she would go. Same thing happens. Kana's like, or Kobayashi is like, nope, can't do it. Too busy at work. And then later, like the next chapter or the next, I think it was two pages later, she shows Kana a sheet that says that she's going to go. Okay. So, and then she asks if she's going to beat Hades or she, yeah, if she's going to beat Hades and Kobayashi says she did and that she's going to go to the parents day. Okay. So is it still like sports related where they're doing nope. these events? No, it's literally, it's like meet the parents day kind of thing. What? Yeah. I mean, I guess as far as an anime goes, like there's more to show in this kind of concept, but like... Yeah, a meet the parents but Like a meet and thing. greet, yeah. That's, it, that's super boring as far as exactly. an anime is concerned. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. So I just want to read what she wrote as her, like, this is Kobayashi, and it says, Kobayashi is a very nice person. She turns into a different person when she drinks, but she still is very nice. Kobayashi loves maids, and I love Kobayashi. <laughs> <laughs> just the eight nine-year-old trying to explain something to uh everybody it's great yeah it's the innocence <laughs> she turns into somebody new when she's drunk not always a bad thing 
No, as long as you stay nice, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, if you're Kobayashi stripping down Toru in the middle of a bar, I mean, I wouldn't say that quite nice, but... Details. Details. <laughs> it's all her, uh, something that happens before the Valentine's Day episode is a mysterious dragon tried getting Kana to destroy Kobayashi's work. Like a whole separate dragon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's Something new... that we don't even know about? Yeah, there's another dragon now. Ooh, interesting. Okay. So, like I said, added characters that you will see in season two, but you don't see in season one. That does happen prior to the moments in which the end of season two happened. Or, excuse me, the end of season one happened. Okay. And then the last thing is Elna isn't there for Valentine's Day. All right. Yeah, she, I don't remember too much of her even making much of a commotion in the Valentine's Day episode anyway. Uh, a little bit. She talks how she got some chocolate for, like, the same chocolate everybody got. And then... Well, of course, her being her fat pig self wanted to eat everything. <laughs> I mean, there's that, but... Um, and then she also was making chocolate in that episode. Elna was? Yeah. I remember Toru was. Uh, yeah, Elna. Okay, yeah, I remember. Yeah, she was. She like tried all night to make the chocolate. Yep. Okay, that sounds familiar. <laughs> yep. And then with all that chocolate that she had, she made one little ball and then ate it herself. Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> didn't she end up eating her entire product herself? Like, I yes. don't remember if she actually gave it away. No, because she's like, oh, I, I bought a bunch of chocolate. I can eat some. And then it goes to the next scene, and she has, like, one little ball. Yeah, the little <laughs> tiny, like, marble-sized ball of chocolate, and then she eats it. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. Well, I mean, she was being nice. She couldn't just give one little tiny piece of chocolate to anybody, so... Really, but it could have been one special person. That's Miss Kobayashi, and she got plenty of chocolate, so... Yeah, yeah Miss Kobayashi is definitely the center point for all the dragons. Mm -hmm. It's like a female harem. Mm -hmm. It'll be interesting... To see what happens later on, as far as that's concerned. Oh, yeah. But let's talk about season one, because that's all I got for the manga. All right. So, did you end up having a favorite character coming out of this in the anime? Favorite character? Man. I don't want to say the demon succubus, but I think just she has the funniest moments. Oh, yeah? You're going to go with... Lukoa? Lukoa? Yeah. Okay. So, just to... be. Because I didn't, I didn't like Toru, but I don't want to pick Toru because it's kind of just too easy. Right. Uh, Miss Kobayashi, I think she has more development needed to be like a favorite character. She just kind of, she's there and she's like a real person and I don't want to pick a real person as my favorite character. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of funny to say because like, yeah, she, she is the one that has the most development and yet there's a part of her that's still like boring. Yes, yes. <laughs> She's a real person, and that's yeah. okay. Uh, no issues with her as a character. She's just not my favorite. So I'm going to go with uh, the demon succubus. Okay. Yeah, uh, there was a, clearly a handful of funny moments with her. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite lines was the uh, D is for dragon when she was talking about her boob size. No, that was actually Toru. That was Toru? Well, yeah. so in the manga... She says it as well. For real? Yes. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay, this was going to be uh, something I was going to bring up. Because, like, Toru says... Uh, there was that stupid scene where Kobayashi's like, what size are your boobs? Because whatever. And then... Because she was like, jealous, yes. Yeah, she's D for dragon. Like, no. And, like, <laughs> just... They're, they're not actually D. They're probably a little bit bigger than D. I don't know. But, I, like... I have no idea. I'm not going to try and guess. Luke was is, like... Not definitely not D. Those are incredibly <laughs> huge. We can go double D for dragon. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, that, well, that's interesting. That's kind of funny that the manga made Lukua D as well. <laughs> yes. Uh, her boobs are definitely just as big as in the manga as they are in the anime, but she says her boobs are D for dragon. Interesting. Okay, that's so, funny. Do you have a favorite character? Yeah, like, despite what you said about Toru, <laughs> I was jumping between Toru and Kana. Okay. Um, Toru, she, she's fun and all. Yes. But then, like, Kana is like that super cute, innocent little girl that like I don't know. She's really fun. She's like, the Anya of this. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's a good. That's a good relation. Yeah, she is the Anya of this show, and she's just really funny. Yep. And then, like, especially in the beginning when she goes to school and like she does her like little fake cry because she knows that it'll work <laughs> to get attention and to get her way. Like, yes, she's she's smart. Like, she's supposed to be this young person who's not necessarily too smart and too mature, but yep. like she's still smart enough to know what the hell's going on. Yep. So kind of it's kind of fun. And then the the school supply episode was cute. Uh huh. Where you know they were trying to she was they were picking out all the the supplies and she's like no it's boring and then she sees the unicorn and just the eyes get all wide and yep. glowy any of that cutesy stuff that a little kid would like she's still just a little kid yes and she is a great character my I had an issue with her friend which psychoa psychoa yeah they're they're eight yeah so just the 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 love interest they they push too hard for me personally i understand yeah um if they would have not made it like so in your face i probably would have been okay with it but they just did it too much they like, did it too was, much for you? okay I, i'm i'm the complete opposite side of the coin i thought it was hilarious every time i did find it funny at first and then they just kind of kept pressing it I'm like yeah okay this is this is just kind of weird okay yeah so I mean, the first time i thought it was weird but yeah. the like the after, it was it became an inside joke kind of thing Okay. So, like, I think I, I, I ended up liking it. I think it was the one where they were playing in a room. Like, that one just kind of turned me The up. twister? Yeah. Not the twister, but the whole, like, that whole series of events just kind of was like, eh, okay, no, that's, uh, this is weird. Where they started getting, like, I want to be more than just friends. I want to yeah. get married, but my heart's not ready for you yet kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, they just, it, it was just too weird for me. It was insanely weird. I'll give you that much. So... But I did pull one very funny scene out of that one. Yes. Which was in that same exact moment where, like, they were jumping between Saikawa and Kobayashi walking home. Yep. And then Saikawa is still, like, super scared laying in bed, like, what the hell was she going to do to me? <laughs> and then, like, the ver- like, and then Kana is looking out the window and she's, like, dragon style. Like, <laughs> the plan words of, like, doggy style or something like that. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that part was funny. I will give you that one. But we're talking about, like, basically eight-year-olds, too. Yes. And Kana is also, sp- I'm sure as a dragon, she's much older than eight years old obviously yes but like she's she's still a child even as a dragon yeah and she's involved with still eight-year-olds so of course it's ethically super wrong but in hindsight it's saying dragon style dragon style is kind of funny there was just a um play on words it was just supposed to be funny yeah that's all that is and but then you could say the same thing about the demon succubus and shota yeah so it's so yeah if you want to like put everything into reverse roles yeah like yeah shota he's the one getting like smothered in boobs and there might be some guys out there like yeah fucking go for it but at the same time like it's the same deal it's yeah. still it's, it's still, still ethically weird. morally wrong yes um just like when she was talking about like the funny line where it was the valentine's day episode and she's like oh i'm gonna make some chocolate for you and he's like you better not cover yourself in chocolate and <laughs> shota did become 
a pretty funny ass character eventually. Like, yes. I fucking hated him to begin with because he was just that whiny little guy. Yes. But like you grew to understand the comedy that came out of it. Yeah, he's an 11 year old. It's okay. Right. He had one liners too. So uh, I thought that was funny. One character I do want to talk about is Georgie. Is that is that her name? It's the other maid. Yes, the other maid. Yeah. Did you understand who she actually was? Yeah. At the, when we first got introduced to her, I thought she was just a maid. But I think by the end of the series, I was under two different branches. Mm -hmm. Either one, she is Saikawa's sister. Or two, she is another dragon who's pulling off being a maid very well. But I am leaning more heavily towards being a sister. Yeah, it is her sister that just have it, that has a maid infatuation. Okay, because I'm pretty sure they like had some weird like weird kind of like slip kind of thing like where she actually called her a sister like i mean yeah i mean i'm at my maid or whatever something like that yeah, so like I'm, that's I'm why pro- i said that can't remember sure very, right. i can't remember quite specifically but that sounds familiar yep so it's her mate uh, yes it is her sister they make mention how um the cycle family doesn't have enough money for a maid okay that's something that kobayashi makes mention of in like the first time they meet oh uh, really so that gets explained that yeah that gets explained right away okay yeah so that wasn't obvious when we first get to meet her yeah but it was it was hinted at later in the season for the anime okay yep so if you didn't have to if you didn't pick i was gonna say if you didn't pick kana or toru basically between like uh fafnir and Elma, did you? Which did you like better? Yeah, I was gonna say if it wasn't those two dragons, my next one would have been Fafnir. Okay, and I don't know if it's a guy thing, just <laughs> video game stuff. But like, he's just that wannabe edge lord asshole that just actually is just really into video games. Yes, and like he's this awesome ass dragon that can stay up without sleep. <laughs> so like, you're kind of envious that he can just put right? all of this extra time into video games. Yeah, how many hours do you spend? Oh, I spent 20 hours today. It's like, God. Yeah, exactly. That's, that seems excessive. It sounds, on one hand, it sounds amazing, but the other hand, I'm like, dude, that's literally no life. But, I don't know, maybe here and there, spending an entire day playing a video game might be pretty awesome. I don't know about 20 hours, but I've definitely spent, like, 12 hours on a video game before. So Like in one solid session? Not in one sitting, but oh, okay. in a day. In a day? I, yeah. I can see that. I remember... When I think Resident Evil 5 came out many years ago, I specifically took a, an extended weekend off <laughs> so that I could play that game. That was that was the only time that I've done that. And I'm a, obviously I'm a huge Resident Evil fan. But yes. Yeah. So, I mean, video games, they're, they're important at times. I mean, I think Dragon Ball Z Kakarot I had like 100 hours in. Oh, wow. Okay. So when I, when I get time to actually play games i can really get into it granted when that came out i think my daughter was like a newborn still so i had time yeah <laughs> just she's sleeping off to the side so all you had to make sure was she was still breathing uh, yeah just playing him she's not hungry diapers clean she's asleep i'm good it's dragon ball z time so right shit that was like five years ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm i'm seeing like ads on like the switch or something that kakarot's like 50 plus percent off and yeah there's so many additional downloads like I, i've come close a couple times to buying it it was fun it was fun yeah 
Yep. Uh, kind of open world-esque and just going through the whole story. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Okay. I did not get any of the DLCs. I kind of refused to buy DLCs. I miss the old days when a video game was... the Was a video game? Yes. Yeah. And not patch after patch. It's like, I'll, I'd rather buy a second video game if you're going to make me get all that extra stuff. Granted, I'd be kind of pissed if my story just stopped halfway through, but... Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think. Wasn't it like Final Fantasy on the PlayStation, like, four discs or whatever it was? Um, I know there was a couple of games like that. I know I have the original Final Fantasy VII on the PS1. Mm-hmm. It's in my basement. I'm pretty sure it's two discs long. It's two discs? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm trying to think. I think Siphon Filter. There were a couple of games I remember that were a few discs. Yeah, back in the PS1 days, yeah. Yes. So it's just I'd rather do that. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, we don't we don't need to go down that path. <laughs> just make me all sad about video games not becoming all together. Yeah. That that's an issue all in itself. <laughs> yes. But Miss Kobayashi, the what so what did you think of uh Lukua? Lukua? Yeah. Um at first fucking hated I okay, I can't say hated her, <laughs> but I was so annoyed with her. Very first appearance, ginormous boobs, totally th- <laughs> boobs right right in your face. It I was unsold as <laughs> as soon as I saw her ginormous tits. But eventually, I grew to like her because she she did prove to be like a mother figure in a way. Yep. Like not just towards Shota and trying to like make him accept her, but more so for like just the friendship value for everybody else in the crew. She was awesome in that aspect. Yep. Her boobs did eventually become comical after <laughs> you accepted her. So there was that. Yeah, the the skippiness at the cosplay. Yep. There, and was, there was some of that the beach. stuff. It was very weird at first, but after thinking about it a little bit more, like those dreams that Shota was having where he was being like suffocated by <laughs> blobberous things. Yes. And it was really just her boobs. Yes. That was kind of funny. And I do have a little bit of a story with that. <laughs> so I watch most of my anime that we cover while I'm working out in my gym in the basement. Yep. And my wife decided to work out with me. <laughs> and that episode was on. <laughs> So she was on her elliptical, and I'm sitting there working out, and she was giving me the weirdest fucking looks the entire time. Like, she's not she's not watching the anime. She's listening to her own podcast, so she's audibly hearing her own stuff. But every once in a while, she would look up, and then she would just see these tits just, and stuff. boobs. Yeah, and she, and she would just look at me. I'm like, I, I gave her the my, – I put my hands in the air. I'm like – I, I this I don't know this. Is I didn't draw this. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, you came in at a wrong episode. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm pretty sure I told the story how the first time I was watching Food Wars and my wife was we were at the in laws and it was just kind of like a flat kind of thing. So everything was in one big space. And I was watching Food Wars and she heard the food gasm. Oh, yeah. And she couldn't even see the TV because she was trying to fall asleep. And she's like, what the fuck are you watching? (laughs) I'm like, it's hilarious. I promise. They're just, they're having a foodgasm. It's funny. You just got to watch it. It's over food. Nothing sexual. I promise you. (laughs) Despite what it sounds and looks like, it's not sexual. (laughs) And looks like. (laughs) So it's just sometimes you need to pay attention to your surroundings about what's going on. Yeah, right. So in the in the manga, literally the only time it's uncensored is the like you see Toro's boobs and I'm just like, "Okay then, that's uh the, that's there they are right there." 
okay. And I just scrolled right past. I was like, okay, this is uh, this is weird. Because <laughs> literally, it's just out of nowhere. Because it's you're, you're I'm scrolling through. They're talking, and then they're in the hot spring, and then there they are. I'm just like everything else is censored. What's going on right here? Like this is just weird. But you just gotta slip in that one. <laughs> set of tits and then yeah i i guess i i don't know so yeah just sometimes weird weird things happen mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta appeal to a lot of people and yeah when it comes to you know this anime kind of thing there's there's a lot of people that want to see some drawn titties well and let's be completely honest when you go to other countries especially nipples not really an issue it's it's an it's a western thing that boobs are so censored right so it's just to most other countries boobs are boobs like who cares right yeah i've come across that in my recent history where a couple i don't remember so listening to another podcast and like there's just places where there's tv shows like Mm -hmm. regular tv shows commercials like they'll show full-on nudity and it's just considered normal so that's it's it's not like that in the states definitely not and because we make a big deal about it such a big deal about it it is an issue like if we just kind of ignored it it would go away it wouldn't be an issue but you know here we are right like i said it's whatever right this is cultural yep yep that's all but i think it's time for a break Toasties, I'm Missy, here with my bestie Johnsy. Hey y'all. Do you like mind-blowing crime cases, spooky tales, and debating theories? What a clinky dink, so do we. Grab your beverage and be a part of our Toasted Shenanigans on your favorite podcast app. You can even send us a story or drink suggestion. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, or at ToastedShenanigans.com. Hey, this is Tyler, one of the hosts of RangerCast. On our show, we talk about Power Rangers and other multi-huge spandex heroes. We've got news, reviews, interviews. We talk about the comics, the games, the toys, and all things more phenomenal. Find us at Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or check us out at rangercast.net. May the power protect you. Now that we're back from our break, question with Dinah ask. Favorite moment. Okay, so I'm just going to take the easy way out. <laughs> My favorite moment was the hardcore Shonen Route episode two where Toru <laughs> and Kana had like their DBZ moment where they were fighting on that plot yes. of land and then they were blasting each other. Okay, yes. I, I threw that on our TikToks. It was so had, so good. It was, it was so out of the blue and just breath of fresh air for a slice of life yes to just like randomly throw in just like some you're like what hardcore action it it was definitely the like throwing wool over your eyes kind of thing where really sucked you in and then you got almost none of it later yeah right uh you got a little bit of it when toru's father came a little bit yeah yeah like that was the most hardcore scene in the entire season oh yeah and like that encapsulated me and i'm glad they threw that in relatively early within like the first couple episodes more specifically episode two yeah because there's 
such a gravitational thing towards if you're not already interested in the first three episodes, you're not going to continue the series. Yep. And even though this was kind of like a fake scene to keep you interested, <laughs> it was still interesting enough to know that these R dragons are still powerful. I mean, Toru does randomly throw in like these little funny blasts that she's about to blast. Like sometimes she's about to, sometimes she actually does, but she yep. actually does attack sometimes. Yep. And it just makes you bring into focus that these are dragons. They're powerful. So we need to make sure that these dragons are like the cats and they need to burn their energy <laughs> just so everything is going to be normal. That's such a great description. Yeah. Oh, and, man, and I, I really, love it. I really do say that because after the episode where Kana has the, I don't want to say triathlon, but the... Uh, the sports festival. The sports festival, where she was doing these little kid activities, and yep. then after the sports festival was done, she's like, okay, I'm act- I'm ready to like actually play. And then they go and burn some more energy to a more extreme level. So, yep. so yeah, that, that's where I was going with that one, kind of. Okay, yep. That was a really good one. And as I had mentioned, like, that doesn't happen until way later in the manga. And that, that still blows my my mind because it's so early yes and when it happens in the manga and is it still just between toru and kana or yep. is there yep. like more nope. audience uh nope same same scenario okay but it's just later in the manga okay so uh yeah it's it's an interesting concept it does definitely help reel you in when you're an anime watcher i'll give you that one yeah so man as for me my favorite one it, it is that one, but if I had to just kind of talk about an, another favorite moment, I think one of my favorite moments was when Kobayashi stands up for Toru. I, to be completely honest, Toru I think. Fa- Toru, the, Toru's father? Yes. Okay. Um, because it just kind of, as you had mentioned earlier, you know, reminded her, reminded Kobayashi, you know, her life kind of sucked without or before uh, Toru, and she really needs her in her life. At this moment, there's no romantic feelings per se. Uh, That could be another conversation we talk about. But it's more just, you know, Kobayashi and Toru are very, have very strong friendship feelings at the very minimum towards each other. They, They do mean a lot to each other. And really at this point, Kobayashi just kind of deflected anything, everything, and didn't really stick up for anybody. So, because you saw it with her boss yelling at her, and she's just like, ah, it's it's whatever, I'll just do it, doesn't matter. Right. So, seeing this towards Toru's father just was a, it was a good moment. It was a heartfelt moment. It was. Yeah, it made it, it made all of us know that they were important to each other. Yes. And yeah, like you were saying, when it came to Toru's, when it came to Kobayashi's boss, like, she just did what she needed to do. Do whatever she was told and everything else was secondary to just essentially relaxing yep. she, she let her place go to trash clothes were piling up garbage was piling up and then it just realized that toru was important so she was going to fight for what was important yep yeah exactly and it wasn't just because she's the cleaner but be also because she was you know a good friend yeah it's toru means a lot to kobayashi and as i had said doesn't just because someone means a lot to you doesn't necessarily mean it's romantic the valentine's day episode kind of blurs that line as if it is or isn't (laughs) a little bit but be that as it may you can have strong emotional feelings towards somebody and it not be romantic right but i think in this case it is (laughs) i mean it's very one-sided toru is clearly toru is very much in love with kobayashi right now if it's reciprocated i don't know maybe at this point 
in season one. The only reciprocation is a strong friendship. Yes. Close enough to the point where, like, holding hands doesn't phase her yes. at certain times. And, I don't mean, I don't I don't know how much further you want to, I don't know how to describe it any much further, but, like, there's points where Toru wants to be rode as a dragon. Yes. Toru wants to be washed. And, you know, just these little, these little big things. Yep. You know, like, I don't know. Yeah. I think you're picking up what I'm putting down, but I know how much, I don't know how I was to describe it. You you definitely have to infer or speculate that there's romantic feelings from Kobayashi, but as far as being like, yep, it's there, yeah, because I mean, they do have the drunk moment where they almost kiss, but other than that, oh, yeah. is that true feelings or is that just Kobayashi being drunk and I mean, that's what the anime kind of left me to feel that it was a drunk moment because yes, because the a, a moment crossed where it wasn't necessarily like Kobayashi's true intentions. Yes, because like when you get to a point where you're that that drunk, you're like you might just feel like it's almost dream stake or something. I don't know. Well, she also had the uh, aphrodisiac. In it, in that chocolate as well. Oh, I thought it was liquor. It Wait, was are you talking both. about the Valentine's episode? Yeah, in the Valentine's Day episode. Oh, there was something additional? Yeah, it was the mandrake and the liquor and the chocolate. Oh, the only thing I took away from that was the liquor. So. Because I, yeah, like I, I assumed Toru was putting in some otherworldly yes. concoction that was going to make Kobayashi just straight up fall in love with her. Mm-hmm. But then they kind of explained that Kobayashi just got insanely drunk right away. Yep. Yeah. So it was alcohol Sorry. and an aphrodisiac, which is why she was being kind of like rubbing her legs together and yep. doing stuff like okay. that. So they were inferring the, uh, we'll just say it, the horniness within Kobayashi. <laughs> Yeah, but they she didn't. Nothing actually happened. Right. Okay. So it's whether that was Kobayashi's true intentions or if it was just a, an after effect of the chocolate. We have yet to find out. I mean, you can always interpret it as you want. I mean, people will always say your true intentions come out when you're drunk and under the influence. That's true. So you never know. Yeah, and it'll be interesting. It's. I hope we find out in season two. I think it would be. It'd be weird to drag it out too long. Like I, I would be a little bit surprised. Yeah. Staying on this topic for a quick moment. S- season two, quick expectation. Okay. Yep. Toru's tail. <laughs> okay. Do you think Kobayashi is going to finally try Toru's tail in season two? Well, hasn't she already tried Toru's tail? Not. I don't think so. Like, I thought she I thought she ate some of it and was like, oh, what's this? And then Toru was like, oh, it's my tail. There's been moments where she was about to. Oh, Okay. But she never officially ate it. Like she questioned it. Yeah. And then Toru was like in the corner, like, like embarrassed, like that she got just kind of hugging her tail, yeah. like, like she got caught and like she's red car red handed, whatever. Yes. So yes. as far as the anime is concerned, she's never officially tasted Toru's tail. Okay. So do you think it's gonna be an ongoing joke, or do you think there's gonna be a moment where she actually caves in and gives it a try because fuck it. Let's make Toru happy for once. I think that I, I think she will try it at some point. I feel the same. I be, feel there's got to be a moment where she just at least tries it. Yeah, where she's like, "Fine, just make me some of your tail." Like they're they're broke because of something. Ooh, that would be interesting. And you know they or the meat 
there there's like a the power goes out and all their meat goes bad so then they need it's a slice of life anything can happen yeah i don't think it'll be anything bad but it could be something crazy like that where it's just oh we need something just all right make your tail or i don't know the valentine's day number two and it's like okay i want to try your tail or something along those lines okay well let me bring it to the next level do you think Toru might trick her into eating it and like making like Toru tail taco? Or do you think Kobayashi <laughs> might specifically request it? Do you think it's going to be a trick or do you think it's going to be specific? I definitely don't think it'll be a trick because there's nothing within the show that makes it devious enough where it would be like that. I agree. But because she can't even throw away the eggs from the other world. <laughs> so Well, the eggs from the other world were pretty intense. Yes. Yes, they were. But I think it'll be completely intense. She'll know she's eating her tail. I agree. I, I think with the vibe that this is going with, I think there's going to be a level of respect where Kobayashi is going to know exactly when she eats it. Mm-hmm. Although, to a small degree, I can see Toru sneaking in it. I mean, she's been trying to sneak it in here and there throughout the first season. <laughs> so maybe there might be a moment where it does happen. But for the actual scene where Kobayashi might actually eat her tail, I think it's going to be a legit want out of Kobayashi's okay. side. Yep. So that that's where I would lean as well. Okay. Like it's going to be an acceptance, not a trick. Yeah. Yep. So I agree with you. Is there anything else? You want from season two? Ooh, season two. I need to see Alma be more important. Okay. Because more, I... What do you mean by more important? I don't know. Because she is <laughs> such a... Personally to me, Alma is a nobody in this first season. Okay. And I don't know about you, but when Alma first got introduced... Did you think of the dragon lady from Slime? Yes, absolutely. Soka. Her name, yes. is, her name is Soka. 100%. I mean, her hair is basically kind of there, and she's got those... Their mannerisms are kind of the same. Yeah. And, I don't know, it's, she's just got that little... <laughs> I don't know if it's because of the hair part, but she's got that ninja look to her. Yes. So, there's so much... Whatever. So Elma, she's got this obsession with food. Yes. And I'm okay with I'm okay to roll with it. And yep. I'm okay also with the dividing factions between the dragons. I yep. think it's a very cool lore between these dragons that they're trying to express. Yep. But as of right now, Elma is still such a nobody to me. I need her to be <laughs> She needs to play an actual role in the series. Right. Like she's yeah, she's such a side character. I need her to be a little bit more. Okay. I mean, I, I want to say she needs kind of like with Fafnir and kind of with Lukua. Like they they moved in with people. I mean, I know Lukua moved in with a random ass person, and they did a good <laughs> job introducing Shoda to us and like yes. making making us viewers accept him. And we already knew Fafnir and the nerdy guy from the office yes like it was already an acceptance thing but like elma we don't exactly know where she's where she has she an living? apartment on her own it, she is living on her own? i mean they made it seem like that this is what i kind of feel like because yeah. i don't i don't she, quite remember the anime going into depth about because she situation she has the apartment she's making food yeah 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 yeah. and then that's it like that's all we know about where she lives yeah right i'll be honest they don't go into it in the manga <laughs> okay so we're just gonna do some anime logic she's making it on her own well she does have a job she has a job she's doing well at said job she's doing terribly well 
because <laughs> the anime made it very obvious that she had zero skills to begin with, and somehow she got the job. Well, she forged everything. She dragon so, magic. Yep. So in the manga, she's doing okay. So she's she's a hard worker. We'll just put it that way. I mean, she's trying. She, yep. What do they call her? Like she's basically the, the type of dragon she is. She's like the new. I don't want to say neutral, but like no, she's the like um she she's essentially the enforcer kind of dragon where she enforces the law. Right. I yeah. don't remember what what the dragon. Yeah, is. there was like there's three classes. Yep. She was essentially the goody goody side, and Toru was the bad side, and there was like another side that the have. neutral side. Yeah. Yep. I'll be completely honest. In the manga, basically all the side characters are side characters. Like. Like they're not really a part of the, the manga. They're just really there to add depth to everybody. Be a little bit more specific on side characters. Like who who doesn't like, necessarily get much. Fafnir doesn't get a lot. Oh no. Um, Lukula okay. doesn't get a bunch. Uh, El Elma doesn't get a bunch. Like unless you're Kana, Toru, or Miss Kobayashi, you're just kind of there. Okay. Like, you, you get bits and spurts. Like I said, at, you, they are there to add depth to the characters and to the story. But as far as the story is concerned, those three are the story. I mean, that makes perfect sense. But like, um, I don't even think Lukua was, she didn't go to the, co oh, she went to the, the convention, but they just made mention of her. Like she wasn't actually a part of anything. Yeah. And, and in the anime, the anime, she was just there. She, she showed up and then she wasn't a big scene. It was more along the lines of Fafnir selling his book. Yep. The other nerdy friend selling his material. Yep. Toru spreading Which, her wings and getting pictures. Uh, Fafnir was there again. So basically he was selling a book about curses. Yeah, that's, that said that in the anime. Okay. I thought that was very funny because Toru was like, these are actual curses that you can <laughs> say on, upon people and, you know, they can die. And it's kind of ironic because if these are actual curses and not a single person bought one of his books, mm -hmm. like, it could have wreaked havoc on <laughs> just whatever. But Well, he would have been okay with that. Because he's a cursed dragon. Yes. That they explained. So that would have been kind of, it would have just been a little bit funny. So maybe out of season two, it might be funny if he had, like, a secret fan. I think it's more funny that no. Nobody likes any of his story. Like, nobody likes any of his books. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there is a <laughs> level of funny that brings to that. But when it comes to season two, I would kind of like to see if he had a secret fan that, like, some, like, dark emo kid or something <laughs> like that that wants to bring destruction to the world or something. Well, they did make mention that he's got a second book. Yeah. And then, yeah. He, <laughs> he made a second book even though no one bought his first volume. So, yeah. And it was for, like, a thousand uh, yen. So it was super cheap. Oh, yeah? Like, oh. super cheap. I, I didn't pick up on the price mark, but that's kind of funny. <laughs> and still nobody bought it, which is makes it even better. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, as far as for me for season two, I already have an idea of who is going to appear, what the beginning potentially could be. But I'm not 100% sure, only because, well, season one was kind of all over the place, so season two might be all over the place. Yeah, I would, I would expect a very similar kind of format but as far as the dragon like you see the name of who the dragon i was talking about in the in the title of episode one season two right so you were explaining that there was a, a character that was 
introduced early in the manga versus yes the anime yep as far as anything else is concerned i'm not going to talk about her or him and yeah it, it's just kind of i want to know just kind of how the story progresses because yeah, yeah I, I i okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go on with what you're saying like what is the actual plot here because mm-hmm. of course this is a slice of life are they going to stay true to literal slice of life or is there going to be some kind of end goal or something like that well it's something going to happen where they keep mentioning they keep mentioning how kobayashi only has a limited time and so it's like is well, in limited time in her lifetime versus a dragon's lifetime correct Yes. Okay, 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 yeah. And so, are they going to find a way to make it so Kobayashi can kind of continue to live? I would be surprised if they do that. I would also be surprised, but maybe uh, Toru can do some magic or something. I, I don't know. We've been surprised here and there for what Toru can do. Yep. She's got... That was, that was another funny thing. Like Toru's got all these magical abilities of a dragon that... not a, not, Dragons don't have these kind of abilities out of... You know, just typical lore. Yes. But Tor was pulling all these abilities out of her ass. <laughs> and then she has this fascination with fake-ass magic. And so that was... I, I'm glad they brought that into perspective. Yeah, I thought that was super... You, yeah, because Kobayashi's like, you can do so much more than humans can actually do. Why are you so infatuated with... Why do you care about the spoke? wobbly pencil and... Yeah. Do they do the wobbly pencil in the manga? No, but oh, just... Okay, I was going to say. Just bending a spoon and a wobbly pencil, same deal. So, yeah, it's it's funny to see... Ooh. Okay, it's it's funny to, Yes, sorry. So it's funny to see that uh, Toru can be so infatuated with all these simple shit. Yes. And one thing that I caught on very immediately was when Toru started investigating the internet... And yes. she was picking up on all these, like, conspiracy theories and stuff like that. I thought that was very funny. Yes. But then she also said there was a moment where, in episode five, where she says that humans only use 10% of their brains. Yes. It immediately made me roll my eyes to the back of my head. <laughs> because, like, that is the biggest fucking misconception that yes. I've heard in the past, like, fucking 10 years. Because of that one fucking movie that made people think that it was literal science that... <laughs> That people only use 10% of their brain. Yes. So I just need to do a public service announcement <laughs> that people do not use 10% of their brain. People use 100% of their brain basically at all times. Yes. So don't don't take that to heart. So yeah, yeah. If you only use ten percent of your brain, you would be dead. Basically, yeah. You're, you're like not even your organs would be working at ten percent of your brain. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it at that. You're using hundred percent of your brain at all times. The ten percent deal was a misconception, and someone in the movie industry heard that and <laughs> took that to the next level. And it's a fun concept, but Science it's fiction. not true. Yes. Yeah, okay. no, it's it. just conspiracy theories are funny. I thought that whole beginning was super funny where she was like, oh, I need to figure out what I'm doing. And then she blows up the phone. I meant to ask earlier, like, as a whole, did you, what'd you think of this? This was a series that threw me off in the very beginning. Okay. When I suggested that we watch this anime, yep. it very heavily became a reason because that this was like a five-star rating anime. Yep. Yeah, it is a pretty high star on I mean, it wasn't like a legit five star and like not everybody gives it top rating but yep. like on Crunchyroll this was a top rating anime so I was like okay well this is it's considered so high so let's give it a shot yep I didn't necessarily 
expected to be a slice of life. So when I watched the first episode or two, I was like, oh, this is going to, this might potentially be boring. <laughs> but it did surprise me. This was comical enough. There was every single episode had random ass things that made me laugh. Yes. And I'm a sucker for cheap comedy. So I appreciated the shit out of this anime. Okay. There is there is development that does happen between everybody. Yep. Minus Alma because <laughs> I, she's just the new character. It's okay. Yeah, she's too new. She she needs to grow a little bit more. Yes. But everybody is growing and I'm excited to see everybody grow. Will you keep watching it? This is something that I can see myself keep watching. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I know this is like what, a twenty seventeen anime and we're we're just getting to this now in 2023 and season Something like that and season two is officially out yep. but yes i can see myself continuing this to see what happens next okay so yeah i'm i'm pleased with this and yeah. as far as like slice of life goes like this is definitely a positive for all that kind of stuff okay. so that's my take what about you before i mention it's a 4.8 out of 5 on Crunchyroll. So I'd say it's pretty well okay, liked so it, it's, universally. It's yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, with 24.6 thousand reviews. Mm. So I would say generally people like this series. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. I'm not a huge slice of life person, so in spurts, I can watch this. It's going to be one of those things where if like I'm scrolling through something as far as season two is concerned, and I'm like, okay, I've watched this. There's nothing really new that's catching my eye or something that we're watching that I need to watch. I'll probably turn on season two so that I continue because I am interested in the characters, like all the characters, Fafnir being like, you know what? I don't hate you. Like That's that's a big step in his uh development as a character and then the character that i find that i found out about in the manga i'm interested how they're brought into the series i'm just kind of interested in the toru and kobayashi relationship where is that headed so there's a lot of storyline in this series that is, even though it's a slice of life, there's just a lot going on and I want to know what's going on. Right. And then there's a lot of one-liners that just kind of keep you entertained. Exactly. Yeah. It's, one-liners is the best way to describe it. It's just yeah. a quick little, <laughs> it's yep. funny. Yep. And then you just carry on. Yep. It, it is a very easy watch. Yep. This is something that you can put on here and there. Yep. And at the same time, you can also binge it. Because but the difference is putting on here and there is because it doesn't necessarily need to remember exactly what happened last. Yep. But there is fun little things that stack upon each other. Yep. Kind of like how that monkey, yep. that, that wooden monkey appears throughout like half of the series. It's yep. sitting on that table. It's always there. <laughs> and with that rooster, it came in like one episode and like one episode later. It fucking broke. I thought that was kind of funny. But fucking Toru, she didn't even replace it. She has the magic to fix literally anything. Doesn't fix the rooster. Yeah, it's it's fixed. Is it? Yeah, it's fixed. Yeah, she fixes it like the next scene. Shit, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, it's fixed. Okay, okay. So, okay, so I'll take back what I, I said then. This was a good series as a whole. Definitely not my favorite, but it was an easy watch. Right. So I, I did enjoy it. But I think that's really all we got for Miss Kobayashi. As a whole, I think 
you and I kind of said it. It was good. Easy watch. Uh, would you recommend this to anybody? I would definitely recommend this to anybody that just needs something to just casually watch. Nothing to invest in. Yep. Nothing to, like, this isn't your intro to anime. I mean, it I could mean, fuck be. fuck it. This could be an intro to like, anime. I could probably show this to my four-year-old and be fine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a couple questionable scenes, but, like, this she is. She wouldn't understand them. This is, fine. as far as fan service goes, like, this is relatively tame yeah big i mean people in real life have big boobs it's, it's, <laughs> so that's kind of whatever right oh speaking of big boobs one of my <laughs> okay, one of my favorite lol scenes was when they're at the beach the beach yes. scene yes and shota the little boy was getting overwhelmed by lukua's boobs and then he immediately rushes over to koyashi and he's like oh yeah this is much better because there's a big boob scene versus like a zero boob scene and and then kobayashi made the very obvious statement like well this is very nice but i'm also kind of offended because (laughs) kobayashi made a statement like she wants boobs but she clearly has none and it's really funny yes so i needed to throw that out that was that was a funny scene. Yeah, I think it, it is funny how they make mention a few times how Kobayashi flat-chested, so she gets they kind of confuse her. So it's, they just make funny moments about it. Right. So, I mean, boobs is... Boobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's talked about. But yeah, this this pretty much concludes yep. what we're uh, going to talk about for Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid Season 1. And we're going to just shoot the shit for a minute after uh, after this yeah because i am interested in your one piece journey because there's been some huge one piece news that it's happened but i kind of want to know about what's going on with your anime one piece journey sure i mean i'm not going to give too much away i'm i'm just casually watching one piece yeah i think at the moment i did pay attention to where i left off i'm pretty sure i left off at episode 145 so it's not like i'm too far into this shit well i will say it took you like like a year to get that far in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, right. And so, it's it's been like three months. Yeah, so there's I I have been making leaps and bounds in mm-hmm. One Piece. Uh, the animation style for One Piece in these in this first couple hundred seasons, and a half episodes. Yeah, it is clearly showing that this is you know 1990s, <laughs> and it, it it mainly shows because I know what certain characters look like. Yes today okay because of what i'm seeing on like facebook and stuff yeah like the animation style from what a handful of characters look like what i'm seeing right now to what they're supposedly looking like now in like thousand plus i don't know specifically because i'm not there yet but there's a dramatic okay upgrade to everything so i okay. cannot wait until this <laughs> animation is upgraded it's gonna be like 500 episodes but okay that's what i heard i heard it i heard shit doesn't start kicking off until like the episode 500 or something that's just what i heard can't say for sure hey it starts getting good at episode 500 you know how many shows i could watch at 500 episodes exactly (laughs) i can watch literally an entire year's worth of anime before i get to episode 500 of one piece which is the good part yeah no which which is when it starts getting good exactly just Um, skip the first 300 episodes that's like half the series a third (laughs) of the series yeah that obviously these are just jokes. Yes. I understand One Piece is fantastic. What do you think of One Piece so far? I am I'm good with it because okay. there's so much stupid character development that's going on. 
Well, you have a thousand episodes. Exactly. To <laughs> and yeah, you know, I'm 145 episodes in. Okay. A lot of character development has happened. Okay. Um, the internet has spoiled bits and pieces for me. So like, I know things happen. I know people are more important than they actually are right now. Yeah. That's whatever. Yeah. I'm just going to enjoy the ride as it is. Okay. But I know that certain bad guys have reoccurring times. So yep. I know you see certain... It's kind of like Frieza making multiple appearances. Like yep. he's the he's the main baddie, and he just shows up once, and he just shows up again. Every handful of episodes, he's back. Yes. So that's kind of what's happening in One Piece. Is you get to you just get to see these bad pirates show up once again every <laughs> here and now. It's, it's fun. I know okay. there's a this show is just so goddamn ridiculous. Okay. The animation for character designs are ridiculous in a good way. Ridiculous in a bad way okay if this show wasn't popular slash had such praises about it as it is today yeah if you were to just randomly pick up this show on your own no influence whatsoever there is no way i would continue this show okay it is uh I mean, listeners just need to be like for real with themselves it's kind of like dragon ball z fans being real with themselves like Dragon Ball Z, Bleach, Naruto, all those overly long series that yeah. just drag everything out. Right. Like, you can be happy with the overarching idea of something. Yes. But, like, the real specific stuff is like, oh, you know, we can just fucking cut so much of this. Yeah. But at the same time, One Piece is based at the, where I am right now, One Piece is basically a slice of life. Okay. So that's what this is. It's <sighs> it's so fucking random. Okay. Yeah, that'd be be kind of a turn off. It- I'm not going down the One Piece journey. I don't blame I, you. I don't have time. I, I, I put it on before I go to bed. That's that's what it is. I, I mean, you know my schedule. School's starting back up. Yeah, you are you got a crazy schedule. So, like, no. I couldn't do it. Don't have time. I would rather watch, like, 10 series of 12 episodes than watch 120 episodes of one series. And it's all essentially slice of life. Yep. I couldn't do it. That's what it is. I I completely understand where people are going at when they're like, oh, the story gets so much better. And I know I make jokes about it taking 300 episodes to get better. It's These are obviously internet jokes. I have no idea when it when it gets good because I've never watched it. But if you try to tell me that it takes 300 episodes and it gets really good, I'm not doing it. No, I, I, don't, I don't blame you at all. That is literal days of my life. For it to finally get good. And I just can't do it. Yep. So, like, I was, so I bought a um, Bleach manga set box one, and he was talking about Bardo, and he was watching, and he was like, Yeah, I was kind of mad. I watched like the first 60 episodes, and the first 51 episodes, they're talking about all this stuff, got all this character development. Episode 52, they recapped all 51 episodes. I'm like, So I could have just started on episode 52 and called it a day. He's like, Exactly. Yeah, like, for real. That's the most BS thing and like a slap in the face of any person watching your show. Where it's like, hey, you can watch all these episodes or you can essentially get a snippet of everything that happened in all 51 episodes in this 20-minute episode. I mean, I'm, 
Attack on Titan kind of did the same thing too. Yeah, and I'm getting very meh about Attack on Titan. Yeah, I'm. I haven't watched Attack on Titan in like what two years. I know they had like a couple episode release yeah. last year, and I'm I'm pretty sure they're having like another couple episode release like they have current so right now. Remember they had that one episode release, and then in is it winter? Fall? Something, fall. Something like I last, think it was fall. last year, some, 2022 sometime. Well, no. So they're having like a full release, I think this fall, or more release this fall. I, I don't know. It's so hard to keep track. I don't know. But I'm I'm so fucking over it. I'm just waiting for it to just all come out at this just, point. Just finish. Exactly. So just, it's one of those things where this, you can ruin a series by doing just dumb things. Yep. So and Attack on Titan was one of those series that first tackled CGI shit. Yes. Like I've seen CGI anime here and there, whatever. But like Attack on Titan was the first like mainline anime that incorporated CGI. Like this was before Demon Slayer and stuff. Like yep. because the Titans were so awkwardly placed. Yeah. Like you can tell that something was off. Yeah. So you, that's all I'm going to say about that. Like it was just the Titans are basically the CGI, but they slowly incorporated it, and I don't know if we as viewers just adapted to the style, okay, or if it just got better. I I don't know. Maybe a little bit of both. It could have been both. I will say Attack on Titan was good, but the storyline just got way too just way too much for me. Yeah, and the lore is just too thick. Yeah, and the like I I. I I'm not going to like deny the idea that the lore of Attack on Titan can be fucking amazing. Yes. But when they started it did getting, take a while to really understand stuff. When they started going super political, I was like, eh, okay. Yeah. Just it was just too much for me. I'll finish it eventually. I'm still on episode like 77. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said in the past, I still don't blame you. So it's, I'll probably, at this point, I'm probably going to wait for it to finish and then I'll finish it um, because I've been spoiled about what's going on anyway. So I, the little details I don't know about, but the big details I do know about. Yeah. So about like the, the wall of Titans and. Oh, sure. So it's, it's whatever. I'm still going to, when I do watch it visually, I will enjoy it, but I don't know how much I'm going to enjoy the story. I feel that like you know this this little bit of information. Yep. But once it gets explained, you're gonna be like, oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So like, th- it's gonna be like that kind of a thing. So I I will completely give you that one. Um, just knowing all the all the background information will be very critical, especially to Attack on Titan, where knowing all that information is needed to actually know what's going on. Right. And it'll be yeah. I don't know. Attack on Titan. Just has so much promise, and then they ruined it with what they're doing with the release. And that's that's the best way to say it. They've ruined it. Tag and Titan started out so insanely strong. Yep. And just the way that they're slowly releasing I, shit is just is just a fucking killer. I would have rather waited four years for like the entire finish than getting like eight episodes. And then waiting a year for eight more episodes and then get like two episodes and wait like nine months. I'd be like, just give it to me four years later and call it a day. Exactly. I mean, Attack on Titan has been like a 10 year thing in the process. Yes. And fuck, they've been dragging it out. Part, it's like the final season part three. I don't need part three. I just want part one. Just give it to me all together. Yep. 
So it's we're not here to bash on Attack on Titan. We both enjoy Attack on Titan, but just I want it to be done. Yeah, it's it's fans just complaining for more. That's all yes. this is. Yep. So the big news is the One Piece live action came out. Uh, came out as we're recording this in September eighth. I think it came out what last week. Yeah. So it's, like, it's, like, it's barely even a week old. Um, or early this week. I think it came out on like Monday. Let's say it came out on like the fourth Labor Day. Sure. S- something along those lines. I've seen a lot of both sides. A lot of love. A lot of hate. I have not seen a whole lot of in between. Of course, it's the internet. I'm going to take it with a grain of salt. I am not going to watch the live action One Piece episodes. Are you going to watch? The live action One Piece episodes. Yep. Let me give you my quick thoughts on it real quick. Okay. I am currently on episode three. Okay. And if you want to know how I feel about this live action series, stay tuned because I do plan on having a discussion with you about how I feel about everything, obviously. So that'll be something in the very, very near future. So this is going to be something on podcast, but more importantly, I do want this to be a YouTube kind of thing where I want to you know, just throw in a couple of visuals because we're trying to, we just want to give everybody more of our awesome voices. Voices. Yeah. <laughs> and you can, you know, you can see our faces and through our video deal, I'm, I'm going to throw some visuals so that you don't necessarily have to just listen to us. I'm going to throw <laughs> some stuff that you can listen to as well. So I'm going to make this a little bit more structured. You know, we're going to be newbies at the whole live deal, but I'm going to make it as, as good as I can for, for a newbie. Sounds good. But uh, I will I will tease that so far I am very pleased. And, I yeah, I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna just going to be excited to share this. Anything else you're watching? Uh, I did catch up on My Hero Academia. Okay. So, I still need to do that. Oh, so anime, you're not caught up? Anime, I am not caught up, but manga, I am. Yeah, I know. I know for sure you as a manga reader, you're... Far into the future. Way. I wouldn't say way, but I'm definitely further into the future, yes. Okay, so at this point in time in 2023, if I just throw out one spoiler, I'm sure any true anime fan is already going to know the hero of America has made its appearance, and boom, that's where it stops. Yes. So... Do you know who the hero is? Yeah, they they show the hero. I'm not going to... Specify because I don't okay. want to spoil anymore, but they did show who it was, so I do know who yes. it was because okay. they're, they're flying on a plane to yes. like Japan. So, yes, I'm excited and I'm excited that I will say that happened a while ago. <laughs> okay, yeah, it happened, I'm sure it happened a long time ago because you you kind of spoiled it for me a long time ago, yes, and like when we were covering the movies, yes, and you shared that so i was like okay well we're not there yet anime wise but like where that, we are today we're we're there that was like a year ago so it took almost a year i probably spoiled it so long ago that it wasn't a spoil until you had seen it right i mean you definitely did spoil it yeah i don't know how i would have felt about the introduction of this American hero. Yes. But I am glad that where we are in My Hero Academia, this is now a worldwide kind of deal. Yes. And America now has to help Japan. I will say that's one thing that I do like about this event is that there's so many things that happen in anime where it's like, oh my God, the world's going to destroy. It's all up to Japan. And it's like... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 
But aren't other countries concerned about the same thing? Don't they have the same abilities and stuff? Nope, just Japan. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, and one thing that I noticed as I was watching this latest series. Yes. They did make a mention of like this Egyptian hero that we saw in the movies. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, very, the very like paper thin looking guy. Yep. He was in the movies yep. at first, and then they just made a quick little cameo to him in this latest series. So, yep. like, he is a legit hero, so I'm glad that they I got to see him again because that was kind of interesting. Yeah, it, it's nice when they tie in the movies, even if it's just like, hey, this person's here. He's a real person. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. At least it's not just some BS where we just watched the movie, even though most of it was just BS and we watched the movie. Yeah. But still. Right. I mean, eventually, probably in the future, we will cover the next couple seasons. Like, we, we covered seasons one through three already. Yep. And maybe we'll cover our seasons in the future. But, yeah, just this My Hero Academia is such a fun series. And yes. seeing Dark Deku, you understand the, his thought process. You emotionally understand him and it's so awesome now, obviously i'm not going to do any kind of spoilers right now but like we are, if you've seen it you know but there's so much understanding that you understand such what's sense. going on yeah sorry yeah it's just awesome i i enjoyed the entire last season and i just just cannot wait until more gets animated yes i was so conflicted because what's going on in the manga is like i want to get there and I just have to like rewatch the anime. Well, not really rewatch, but I have to watch the anime to get to that point. And then I have to wait. And I'm like, but I already know what happens. Just get me there. Yeah. I want to exactly. see this. Yep. It's so much fun. So I will say My Hero is probably like the one time where I don't necessarily regret reading ahead, but I'm so spoiled by knowing what's going on that I'm like, eh, I'll just wait. And that's part of my problem. No, and I don't blame for that. Like just wait for it all and then binge it so that you can just intake it all. Yeah, and and the manga is super good. The anime is just just as good. It's so, so well done. I can't wait for the future story to happen because it's so good. And yeah, the Jujutsu is the same way. I know we are watching Jujutsu for our short flights. And man, is it good. I don't want to spoil anything because it's not dubbed. But man, is it so good. Yeah. And as far as we are at the current moment with Japanese, it's already good as it is. Yep. But I know you know the future. And I, yeah, uh, our viewers are just, you know, they're going to be a little bit in the future. They're, they might already know what's going to happen. So, yep. Everybody knows that Jujutsu Kaisen is just an amazing anime. It really is. I will say this arc, because I don't know if I've said it before, but this arc is my favorite one of the series. It's so good. It really is. And it is super intense. And that's all I'm going to say. It's so worth it. And then Bleach. Oh, man. Talking about worth it. Watching everything that's going on in Bleach at this point is just... I, I can't I can't talk about it because I'm just infatuated with it. I want to nonstop talk about it. My buddy Ryan, him and I, like we legitimately talk about it for like 15 minutes before we actually do the short flight episodes. <laughs> like we're like, have you watched the episode yet? It's like, yeah. It's like, oh my God, it was so good. And that's pretty much what happens on every episode. Like it, it's just so good. Yeah, Bleach. 
I'm I'm following slightly behind you guys, but I'm watching it, and yeah, it's it's an amazing series. I will say the anime show that meme that they had posted, which will be in the distant future when this comes out, but that they had posted was so good because yes, the Rukia scene was just phenomenal. Yep, and, I know as. And- and now you understand why I needed her sword. Oh, by the way. Oh, 100%. <laughs> uh, I, as a casual watcher to the Bleach series, yes. like I know I'm not as in depth with it as you are, but like that, w- the Rugia scene was such a pleasant surprise because, yes. yeah, it was something that you always kind of questioned. But when it happened, and viewers, if you watch it, you know it. But when it happened, it was so awesome. And yes. you just fucking want more yes so that's all i can say is i just want more yeah it was probably one of the most visually stunning moments of the series oh yeah not sorry not series of the season oh yeah and just so well done um and i absolutely loved it i couldn't get enough of it i'm pretty sure i watched it like two times Oh, yeah. It it was just so good. I had been waiting to see that since they had talked about Bleach coming back. Yeah. Like, that's one of the handful of moments I was waiting for. Yeah, that's completely understandable. And any of our listeners right now, I mean, clearly we will cover part two of Thousand Year Blood War. Yes. you know, just stay tuned. It'll it'll be here soon enough. Just so good. Is is there anything else you're watching? Um, aside of this season, you know, I'm continuing watching Zom 100. Yep. Watching Reign of the Seven Spellblades. Quick, you enjoying them? Seven Spellblades started out very strong, and then it got to a, a little a bit of a lull. Okay. I mean, I'm only at this current time period. Episode ten just dropped this current yep. week, so things are. Things are still interesting. Yep. But, you know, it's, it's not that shonen where things are just happening constantly. It started off at such a high note that you're like... It was it was an interesting note, and then it got high, and then it got to, like, a low building... Okay. A low character building kind of thing. Okay. Like, things are just happening. Yep. I mean, it's still, it's still a good anime. Yep. I'm really... Yeah, I'm still enjoying it, yep. but, like, the intensity isn't always there. But okay. it's still a good series. Okay. Um, are you watching jobless season two yep i am following you guys on okay. jobless for everything jobless season two you you want to talk about a slow build oh man that is a bit of a slow build the, um every episode is still good it's all interesting but it's very good that it's a season two that's right. all i can say like i almost want to compare this to like season two of shield hero like uh it's not that bad it's not that bad i would more say season two part one of re-zero oh okay that that's a better that's a better one yes because there's a lot of development that happens and it's needed and it is very needed yes so that well speaking of jobless i finally started it's an audiobook but i started my light novel journey so that'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So you're listening to the light novel of Jobless Reincarnation. Yep. I am on the second book. Uh, I just started it today, and it's good. I will say it's good. Um, like so, in the second book, Rudy just now got to Eris. Okay. I know you and I had I had made some mention of certain details that were different. Uh, I, don't, I really don't want to go too deep into it 
Um, but yeah, we, I am at the part where Rudy, Galeen, and Eris go shopping on her first ever day off. Okay. So, man, that's not very far in the series, but yeah, I'm in the second book. Uh, the book itself is very good. I'm enjoying it. Okay. And for our viewers, you are listening to this on a YouTube? Yeah, I'm, I'm listening to it on YouTube. Right. So you don't necessarily have to pay money for some kind of other website to download this kind of book. You can listen to it on YouTube. I will say it's terrible. <laughs> the the audio book the the audio I, I will not call it a voice actor because it one hundred percent sounds like somebody said to their computer, read this book and make noises for the words. Like it one hundred percent sounds like a computer animated voice. Oh yeah. And it's terrible. The only reason why I'm listening to it is because I want to listen to the light novel. Sure. Like I, I want to know what's going on so yeah and then, I, I mean i understand because after we just got done doing sao yes you know season three alicization i'm interested to know what happens next and the light novel you know it's already far in the future the people it, who are reading knows what's happened like i, I kind of want to be there too yeah and it, but i had to start from the beginning i do kind of know how the anime or not the anime the light novel it's not finished but i know what happens towards the end of the light novel uh because i've been spoiled due to internet awesomeness not upset about it but it's just i i know what happens in the future so it's kind of whatever and i just want to start from the beginning um i know we had gotten mentioned in our YouTube series when we had talked about the OVA being like, hey, this person's super important and come to find out that, yeah, that person is super important to an extent. Uh, don't really know how important this person is. Uh, Cliff. Uh, yeah, the name sounds familiar. Um, so he is in the... Uh, it was there in that Goblin Slaying yep. OVA, yep. Yep, with Eris. And he is in season two, so... If you remember, he is the boyfriend of Annalise. Which one's Annalise? Annalise is the um, dragon person who has who is cursed, and she has to basically oh, have the... sex with oh, okay, okay. as many individuals as she possibly can. Right, the one who was originally part of Rudy's dad's party. Yep, and she just has to have sex with everybody. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and she is dating Cliff, who is oh that Cliff. The, the other classmate. Yep. Clip, but he is the, um, he is the mage that Eris runs into in the OVA. Right. Okay. So maybe, yeah, if I were to backtrack and go rewatch this stuff, it might, yeah, it'll, yep. it'll jog some memories. Okay. So, but we wouldn't have ever known that that person was important, except for, you know, somebody had made mention in our comments on YouTube that it was like, hey, you know, this, this person is important and this isn't just a BS part because, well, we, we had no idea because we didn't read the light novels. Right. And we're it's, just, we were just watching the anime. I want to know. I want to get as much information about Jobless because it is probably one of my favorite isekai. I will say Rudy is not nearly as outwardly perverted as the anime said made him to be. Okay. But it it would have been super boring for him to have a lot of monologue in the series, so I understand why they did it that way. Sure. Yeah. Does he still idolize Roxy's underwear? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The, <laughs> the holy relic is absolutely still a thing. Um, but he does not have them with him because remember he 
gets knocked out by his father and thrown into a cart. And that is when he meets uh, Madam Titty Kitty in the carriage. So he does not have his holy relic at this moment. Right. Okay, yep, that sounds familiar. The anime does a very good job from what I can remember compared to the light novel. But... I don't remember every detail because it's been a while since I've watched season one. I kind of really want to watch season one to go. Yeah, don't blame me. <laughs> I mean, season one was amazing. Yes. And it's popular because of it. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that's all we got for this episode. Please make sure to check out the anime show on Facebook and Instagram. Now is probably a great time to check them out because they're going to have everything that's going on in the next season. And then also check out our YouTube channel, as we had talked about earlier. See all the other awesome anime content that we have on there. Please give us a five-star rating. Drop us a comment. Let us know what you think of this episode. Later, guys. 